Welcome to Birdies or Buzz. This is Clarissa Childs. And this is Marty Weaver. And welcome back to our third episode of Birdies or Bust. First, we'd like to recap. It's been a busy season. Um, all of our rescheduled events have fallen into the fall, and it's been fabulous. Um, we had the high school invitational in uh, September at the Country Club of South Carolina in Florence. Uh, what a beautiful track. It used to host the Nike tournament um, back in the day, and uh, it was a great competition. We get there on Saturday morning, and uh, Mike the Pro gives me a text at 7 a.m. He's like, good morning. Are you awake? And, of course, I'm at the club. I'm like, uh-oh, this is a bad news text. <laughs> and uh, the back nine was flooded because the nuclear plant had let six foot of water out. And um, and so we couldn't uh, play the back nine. And so here we are. We're having a 9 o'clock double T start with 72 players from around the state. And um, we uh, brainstormed a bunch of us and decided to repair everybody into foursomes and play the front nine twice to get it in so these girls have an opportunity to play. And uh, it went pretty good. And overall, the course is in really good shape. I know, Marty, you played there in our next event. What would you think of uh, the golf course? I thought it was great. Um, I have to admit I was a little disappointed because I had actually never played that co- that course before. So um, it, I wanted to play the whole thing, and I didn't I, – I didn't, well, I kind of got a chance to, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, I thought the course was just absolutely beautiful. It was in great shape, and um, – they kind of pulled off a miracle there with all the flooding that they had. To be oh honest. yeah, I mean it's it is amazing the water. Um, I think there's pictures on our website for that event. And um, but Lexington High School they won it again. I think for like their eighth time. Um, they didn't win it last year. Oceanside did, but they won it again. I mean, yeah, strong. they're strong. They are so strong this year. I mean, they're. I mean, we could probably get into everything else they won as well, yeah. but you know. Is they're a really strong group. They um and then their players, I believe, are pretty young. And now I know they have mm-hmm. Isabella Rawl, who's just a mm-hmm. sophomore. Yeah, and uh, she's going to Clemson, um, in a couple years. And uh, I mean, there's just Lexington is definitely the school to beat in the state for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, next definitely. year and also good news, uh, the Country Club of South Carolina they loved hosting the juniors so much. I think we're going to do a uh, a five year agreement and keep the high school invitational there for five. Oh, years. Oh, that would be great. So, That'd be great. It's, it is a great track. That'd be great. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, right after that, back to back, we had the uh, WSCGA Walton Horton Jeannie Campbell Match Play Championship at the Country Club of South Carolina as well. I mean, starting the next day after the final round of the high school invitational, mm-hmm. um, it was starting, and uh, we had changed that format up a little bit. We had an evening social that Sunday night before the first round, um, first and second rounds, and then another evening social. Uh, the night before the final rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and Marty, you played. How'd you do? I did all right. I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> I may, I, I, I did the cardinal sin of match play. What was that? One on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> Came back on the second day. And what made my poor play the second day really enjoyable is that I played a good friend. And in match play, that's always fun and helpful. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But the course is great. Like you said, we played the front nine twice. So you would think by the second day, (laughs) you would have mastered the front nine. In my case, that was not true. However, match play is so much fun. It's it's an amazing personal challenge, I think. 
and um, I love it. I, j- I love match play, and that's the whole reason I play that in that event. So because you- I love match play. And no, go ahead. Ask what, because I think I know what you're going to ask. Go ahead. I was going to ask you. So, are you that player that plays uh, mind games? Like, do you give them the putt, three foot putt, the first four holes, and then the next time be like, oh, no, you need to putt? No, you know what's funny about match play and me? I was told one time, and this was not at a WSCGA event, (laughs) but um, I was at an LPGA Amateurs match play championship, a national championship. And um, my partner told me that I was too nice for match play. And I said, well, now, wait a minute. I said, I know the difference between being nice and giving a putt. Let me show you. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely strategy in it for sure. There a is. Difference. There is. Yeah, there is. Definitely. Um, maybe I am a little too nice. I don't know. I might have to work on that. <laughs> oh, heck, as long as you have fun. But, you know, the other thing about the uh, match play that um, – uh, I could say benefited me is those of us who don't make it through get to play in the Criers tournament. Oh yes, on the third day, which is a uh, par three tournament, eighteen holes, and on the third day we were able to play the back nine, and it was absolutely beautiful. It yeah. was just really gorgeous, and um, as far as golf goes for me personally, I don't have a lot to brag about, but myself, Christy Coggins, and Carol Stone won the Criers tournament. And we did not cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a, it's so fun. It's you know, fun. We, yeah, we guarantee three rounds. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a fun event, like you say. And we it is a fun event. Enjoy. And, you know, a, a, a big part of the fun at that event is not only the golf, but it's the social time afterward. Yes. With the social hours. Those are fantastic. They're, they're just so much fun. And, and, and I just really encourage everyone to, to sign up for these events because they're just so much fun. It's just fun. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, Exactly. That's why we play. Fun. So, well, and Brooke Hutto um, won this championship this year in the final match against Lee Venable. Um, and then our state division winner was uh, Nancy Dodge, who, you know, at the State Am won mm-hmm. the super senior division that we hosted this year for the first time. So she defeated Susie Ellison um, for the state division championship. Um always a blast you know everybody made it it's out fun. alive it is and we do some betting and that makes it fun as well yeah that makes it a lot of fun because i um i probably shouldn't be saying this out loud but i will i walk i walk up to brooke hutto and i said afterwards i said congratulations cha-ching <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> that's great oh well from there we went to the uh cross state shootout um, which was at Bulls Bay Golf Club in, uh, Aw- I always say this wrong, Awendal? Awendal? Awendal. Yeah, like she's Awendal. 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 And, um, I mean, that course, is, it's, I have to say it's probably one of my favorite in Charleston area to play. Um, you know, the clubhouse is the highest point in Charleston. And I think uh, Joe Rice brought in maybe 15 tons, 1,500 tons of dirt. I didn't know that. Um, to build that clubhouse on, and you can see 15 holes uh, from the clubhouse oh, wow. uh, out there. And it's just a beautiful place. Um, we've, we gave it a facelift this year, though. So the old format, we had three teams um, throughout the state. We split the state into three regions, the low country, the Midlands, and the upstate. And it was eight players per team. Well, what ended up happening was um, the upstate was having a hard time, um, and the Midlands, uh, fielding a team of eight. Because the purpose of the event is to get the mid-ams out playing Mm-hmm. accustomed to WSCGA golf and, you know, mm-hmm. to keep them involved in golf throughout the mm-hmm. state. Um, 
so with the help of the our captains Jane Pardis and um, Cecilia Fornell and uh, Kirsten Rook, we came up with a new format, um, and we switched it to two teams of ten. Um, so we have the Low Country and the Up Country. So how they became called the Up Country was we were doing some research, and uh, I don't know if you guys have picked team names. It's hard because you, you it know, is they hard last forever, right? Name. So it's like you want it to be really good, and. Uh, so we were doing. I was doing some research online, and I researched the Low Country, trying to figure out something. Well, apparently, when South Carolina originally was formed, the Low Country was along the coast, below the Sand Hills, and the line was right there. And then everything else they called the Up Country. So we went back to the original um, history of South Carolina, and it's the Low Country versus the Up Country. And uh, so a little history there. Um, other than that, the new format was two teams of 10. We went to Solheim Cup style, uh, front nine, true alternate shot. The players had to declare whether they were odds or evens teeing off, and then just straight alternate shot from there. Um, the back nine on the first day was best ball, mm-hmm. and after the first day, the teams were tied. I was going to say, five. I was following it, and it was tight after yeah. the first day. It was exciting. I mean, lots of putts being made, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's always great watching good matches. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it fun is. watching the girl be on fire and blow them out, but it's I like the. But when it's competitive, and, it's yes. it's really fun. Yeah, I like that the best too. And so, um, and then the next day it was the single matches, and um, I tell you what, at the turn they were about even. I mean, if you looked at mm-hmm. the head, like four blue teams, which was the low country, four red teams, the up country, and two mm-hmm. ties going into the turn, and then on the back nine, the up country just turned it on. And uh, they ended up taking the cross state shootout championship uh, thirteen to seven. So it was uh, it was fun. It was a lot of new faces too. I think the new um, format is good. Yeah, I saw that when I was following it. That some of the some of the women were new. That I, I, I didn't know who some of them were actually. Yeah. So and hopefully they'll continue to play. So in that's other great. Stuff. Yeah, and that's the purpose of it. You know, we gotta get these. Yeah, because they're gonna talk about it. Yep. Exactly. To others and uh, word of mouth is great. Uh, best marketing ever. Mm-hmm. So you know, we just need to get those mid-amp players out playing. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I promise you guys, you'll have fun um, and enjoy your day. You know, this is neither here nor there, but I have to say this: as some of you may or may not know, I'm a bowler, and you said team names are hard to find, and they are, because you know you always want to kind of be clever about it, and it's hard. But our bowling team name for this year is We Golf Better. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great great one but you know what though like bowling a good score is you know 160 200 so i hope you golf better <laughs> that's right that's right but i'm bum yeah <laughs> one other event that we hosted this year uh the wscga does joint with the scga is the mixed team championship and uh, we had to move it to Rock Hill Country Club this year from uh, Dot for uh, COVID reasons. And um, God, it's the first time I've been there, but what a great venue. Mm-hmm. I've never played that course. It's, you know, it's old uh, traditional course. You know, the greens and tees are right next to each other. So a good walking mm-hmm. course, some slight hills. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, it's, it runs, has some trees, old neighborhood, I would say. Um and uh, just fabulous. And the greens, whoo, those things were slick. Were they? Oh. Like lightning, huh? We watched, uh, before we get into the scores and stuff, on number 18 green, um, elevated green, uh, the 
ball or the whole location was on the front left um, and it's a two-tiered green and a player was pin high probably 30 feet right of the pin on the fringe and so they had to take it up the tier a little bit to get it you know to mm-hmm. break towards the hole putted it i didn't think they got it to the hole it got to the hole kept going and had a 20 yard chip coming back <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and we're standing there and you know what the pros are like she has no chance of keeping this on the green i'm like what are you talking about it looks like pretty good putt and yep it was gone Oh my um, gosh. I mean, they were slick and, and I love those green type of greens, but wow. Mm-hmm. If you haven't played Rock Hill Country Club people, you need to, you really I'll have need to, to check it out there. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. So, um, so that's two day event. Um, obviously a uh, man, woman, uh, team. The first day was a uh, best ball. Um, and was led by, uh, Tyndall and Tyndall, which is Jody Tyndall and her dad, Kevin. Um, they shot 66 the first day, six under. And a oh best my ball. gosh. Yep. And then the next day was um, alternate modified alternate shot. You both tee mm-hmm. off, and then you take the best ball from there and alternate. And uh, they fired a 76, so they ended up winning it two under par. That's impressive. Mixed team, and uh, it was a 142. So, um, And like I said, with those greens and those hole locations, it was mm-hmm. – and the club picked the hole locations. So we even the members that played before, they were like, ooh, tough pins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, – <laughs> So, yeah, so that was good. And then the state division, we had also um, uh, Ebert and Ebert. So that was Diane Ebert and Thomas Ebert from Johns Island. They ended up winning the state division um, with a 72-75-147. Great event. The event's going to be back at Dawta next year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really suggest, you know, people come play. We had a full field. And uh, it's just so much fun. I love Dawta. That's one of my favorite places to go. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. a great island. Those people are nice and you know, it doesn't have to be, it can be husband, wife, father, daughter, um, friends, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, you know, you can switch husbands and wives cause they call it divorce golf for a reason on the ultimate yeah, shot. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so we want to avoid that part of it, but <laughs> that's funny. So yeah. So come out and play another great event. The SCGA, you know, they kind of take the lead on this one. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a fabulous event. So that sounds like fun. It's uh, look for real on the schedule next year. It's always in October. So a um, couple things coming up. Uh, our next event is actually November seventh and eighth in Myrtle Beach at Presswick Country Club. Um, again, we kind of we over the field with one hundred and eight players. It's called the Carolinas Net Championship, and uh, that event is a strictly net event, mm-hmm. and that is run by all three associations: the WSCGA, the SCGA, and the CGA. Um, we do this event together and we alternate, uh, being in South Carolina and the next year will be in North Carolina. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting. It's a fun event. Actually, um, I'm not playing in it this year. And the reason why is because I waited too late to sign up and I went to sign up and there was a long waiting list and I've played in this the last four years and it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's great net i'm all about net (laughs) with my handicap you know and uh, i actually won it two years ago it's the only golf event i've ever won oh wow (laughs) and i won it when it was at prestwick oh well you should be there you'd be like returning champion it would be i would be i'd be defending prestwick champion exactly you know but as they say you snooze you lose I'm gonna have to put it on your calendar so, for next year and like send you a text message. Yeah, Jeez. I have some friends that are that are playing in it, so um, I'm happy about that. Oh, cool! 
it's you know it's a good event again and uh you know last year when the yeah 2019 these year this year is kind of weird but obviously um 2019 you know the new handicap system mm-hmm. the net scores come up and we're like hey that's 10 shots better than there so we're like figuring it out if they were going to get popped mm-hmm. you know the, the automatic adjustment <laughs> yeah yeah so but uh yeah, that's a fun event. But you know, there's there's one on uh, Tuesday. Uh, there's a one day state on Tuesday at Founders Club. Yes, in Polly's Island, and so uh, I'll be going to that. So, oh, good. I'll get my golf on next week. <laughs> <laughs> we also have well, we have three one day states. Yeah, there are Tuesday. three. Yeah, we got it's... the Thornblade Club. Um, we got that full with 104 players. So we have mm-hmm. uh, Old Field. Club. I would imagine that Thornblade filled up really quickly. It Old did. Field filled up pretty quickly. I would imagine. I think Thornblade filled up in about 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, Old Field. We have a limited field there, 60 players, because mm-hmm. um, of cart limitations. Um, mm-hmm. That filled up with the wait list. Um, Founders mm-hmm. has a good field, 44. Yeah. Um, you know, we opened for Bulls Bay. We host that December 15th. We, that opened on Tuesday and that filled up in nine mm-hmm. minutes. Is that, I knew it was going to be, I was, I thought I was Johnny on the spot. I registered for that at nine o'clock on the spot. And when I checked my, I mean, I, I registered and I went to see where I was. I was number 42. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta be quick draw McGraw like, on these thank things. God I got, somebody's <laughs> texting me while I'm trying to register and everything. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> it's uh yeah it's exciting and, you know it's great to see that our fields are um full mm-hmm. uh, it's great to see they're filling fast because that shows the enthusiasm to come play mm-hmm. um i know the other associations are having the same you mm-hmm. know thing i think we've shown um by our covid protocols that it's safe and okay to come and play absolutely and i think everyone realizes that now and our events are filling up because of it yeah, you know, we had a, um, I had a Carolina's Golf Council meeting the other day, and uh, Dwayne Parrish, the head for the state park, South Carolina State Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. he gave a presentation, and he said um, they opened the state parks uh, May 1st, mm-hmm. and he said that he wished he had nine more parks. He goes, the turnout, he goes, people needed to be outside. He mm-hmm. goes, and they are packed, and they've been packed from day one, and their revenue is above what they predicted oh, and um you know golf opened in may but pretty much tournaments and stuff june 1st mm-hmm. just up i mean people need outside and people need people again and um you know we aren't meant to be staying in our houses by no, ourselves not. so the men's tour this weekend uh the um professional tour this weekend is having uh a limited spectators for the first time so yeah i think uh, so. you know we all will get through this we always do and mm-hmm. uh We'll be playing golf while we do it. That's right. And so it'll be uh, it'll be good. And then yeah, after this we got uh, our one days we talked about on Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, and then we're going to finish up the season in December first with River Falls, um, December tenth, the Hackler Course down in Myrtle Beach, home of Coastal Carolina, and then December fifteenth, Bulls Bay, and then twenty twenty will be done. And so it uh, will be. It's, I tell you what, it's either been Groundhog Day or 10,000 miles an hour. And I'm like, it's That's so right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, we're going to start off 2021 with a bang. Yes, we on are. On to bigger and better things. It's uh, it's going to be a great year. Um, and it's just, you know, hopefully the world will be back to normal and everybody, you know, it's playing there. happy and staying happy and, you know. Yeah. And playing lots of golf. Exactly. <laughs> So speaking of uh, being happy on the, I think you have a little human interest story 
Um, oh, I do. On an LPGA player. And I tell you what, it's definitely what's going on, relates to what's going on in the world um, on different issues. And uh, I'll let you take it away. Well, this is kind of a spotlight. Well, not kind of. It is a spotlight on an, on an LPGA rookie. But I want to start by saying that um, it's been an exciting season for the Americans on the LPGA. Daniel Kang won back-to-back events in Ohio. Stacy Lewis won the Ladies' Scottish Open in a four-way playoff. And our own Austin Ernst won the Northwest Arkansas Open. And most recently, Allie McDonald won the Drive-On Championship. Woohoo! So it's been a great, a great um, season. So um, someone I'd like to highlight is um, one of this year's rookies, and her name is Haley Moore, and she's been front and center for the right reasons. Haley was the recent focus of the LPGA's Drive-On series that was launched in March. And uh, Haley played for Arizona, and in 2018 drained a four-foot putt on the 19th hole to beat top-ranked Alabama and uh, Arizona won the national championship. So it was some pretty exciting stuff. I remember watching that. But um, Haley's, Haley's different from your average LPGA professional because she's a large woman. And um, because of her size, she endured uh, a childhood of bullying. She was, she, the, the, really, she was a- athletic, bigger, stronger, and better than the boys. And it, it certainly didn't make her too popular. Yeah. You know, so uh, she's heard every taunt and every insult and was bullied relentlessly. Um, but she will be the first to tell you that um, she rose above this bullying by dreaming and believing in herself and achieving success. And achieving success is the key, I think, you know. Um, and that, that, that's what she lives by. That's the motto she lives by. Um, after she graduated from Arizona, she grinded her way through all three stages of um, LPGA Q School, and she earned her card. Um, last year, she tied for seventh at the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Um, this year, Haley played in 11 tournaments on the Cactus Tour during the time when the LPGA was taking its COVID break, and she won three times. And then after that, when the LPGA um, started up again with their events, she she's had quite a few respectable finishes. And um, unfortunately, lately, she's had a string of missed cuts. She, I think she's had about five missed cuts, but she never quits, and she just keeps moving on and moving on. And she made the cut at the recent Drive-On Championship, and she finished, I think, tied for 67th. Nice. In that. So she's plugging along, and she's she's making a path for herself, and she's she's finding success. And what's really cool about this and makes it a really feel-good story is because um, Stacey Lewis and Christy Kerr have basically taken her under their wings on tour. And are, they're great role models for her. And it's just a wonder good, wonder, it's a great feel-good story for young people and especially those who endure bullying because unfortunately it still happens and it's everywhere and it's inexcusable. Nobody should be bullied. And Haley's message is don't let anyone judge you Go and do what you do and keep dreaming and keep believing and keep achieving and you'll find success no matter who you are, no matter what you do. That's awesome. And it's just, it gives me chills talking about it, to be honest. It's kind of, it's really cool. I've been following her since Arizona uh-huh. just because, and, and, and I'll say it, the first time I saw her on the golf course, I said, oh my gosh, someone that doesn't look like anyone else that's out there. Right. You know? And I just started cheering her on. 
Yeah. You know? And both her parents are athletes. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's just a cool story. I just wanted to share it. Well, that's a great story. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's a great message, too. I mean, whatever you do in life, you know, as long as you believe in yourself, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what anybody else tells you. It doesn't matter what anybody no, else thinks. It doesn't. You know, you got to believe in yourself. And unless you can believe in yourself, then you're not going to achieve your dreams. But if you believe in yourself, mm-hmm. then you're unlimited what you can do. So if you don't know who Haley Moore is, look her up online. H-A-L-E-Y-M-O-O-R-E. Yeah, that's great. I'm uh, I'm going to put her on my follow list. Yeah. And see. You know, she just yeah. even sounds like, you know, she's grounded and just a cool person too. Yeah. Sounds like. Yeah. So, and it's really cool that Stacy and Kirsty took her under the wings because they both went through some issues growing mm-hmm. up and, um, you know, and uh, not you know that side but different you know christy kerr she did a complete you know mm-hmm. uh, facelift when she got to lpga and mm-hmm. um she was on the heavier side and mm-hmm. um you know but i think and she did that for herself she didn't do it for anybody else she right. did it for herself and you know stacy lewis she had severe scoliosis mm-hmm. and has the rods and you know kids are mean <laughs> kids, they are mean and uh you know people could have told her oh my gosh with your scoliosis you could never make it and you'll never play golf and she was like watch me yeah you know just exactly you know, just watch me and that's mm-hmm. that's what they're all doing so yeah um go girls that's what that's i gotta right. say that's right <laughs> well we're coming close to uh wrapping this one up so um a couple more things the wscga virtual raffle is still going on we're giving away drawing a name every week from now until christmas on thursday at five o'clock yeah it's on facebook live too so yes and uh hopefully um I'll get better. I'll, by the end of the year, I'm going to be an expert Facebook Liver. I'll tell you that. You are going to be. The first one, I'm like, is it on? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually, we're drawing one, yeah, every Thursday at 5 o'clock. Um, and we've got a trip for two to the Solheim Cup that we're drawing, I think, next week. Um, we've got a full kitchen aid kitchen package, mixers, pots, pans, you mm-hmm. name it, toaster. Cool things. Um, cool stuff. TV yeah. surround sound. Trip for two to the homestead. I mean, lots of great things. A golf cart. When is that? Is <laughs> <laughs> that December? That's December, isn't it? Yeah, the golf cart's in December. Okay, good. I still so, have time um, to buy more tickets for that. <laughs> exactly. $40 a ticket. Buy as many as you want. You put your ticket for the item that you want to win. So if you just mm-hmm. got a whole new kitchen package, you know, and you want a TV surround sound, then put your ticket in for that. So um, again, Thursdays at five o'clock, go to wscga.org. It's right there on our homepage. Just click the link and, and buy your tickets. And, um, part of the money goes to support our junior golf foundation. So, yeah. um, it's a good cause and it's a um, good cause. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. Right. And Hey, Christmas <laughs> is coming up. So maybe That's you want right. to get your, uh, son or daughter bought a new house and they need a TV. Well, $40 raffle tickets, a pretty good go. prize for Christmas. Yeah. Um, easy peasy, easy. So, and then the next thing, you know, we always wrap up our story with uh, our podcast with the rest of the story. And today's rest of the story, we're going to talk about Columbia Country Club here in Blythewood, South Carolina. Uh, Columbia Country Club was founded in 1904 and was originally in downtown Columbia, and it was called Ridgewood Country Club. Um, it was located on the corners of Tall Pines and Lakeside. And uh, the city really wanted that land. It was prime real estate right in the middle of downtown. And so what Mm -hmm. they did was the city purchased this land out here in Blythewood and gave Columbia Country Club, or Ridgeway Country Club at that time, the Mm -hmm. land to move their whole golf course and clubhouse and everything. And they did. And so they moved out to Blythewood, renamed it to Columbia Country Club. 
However, they renamed, it's 27 holes, and they renamed each of the nines after the street names that were on their intersection and the original name of the club. So we got the Ridgewood side, the Tall Pine side, and the Lakeside side. Oh, that's cool. That's some great history. Yeah. So there you have it. The rest of the story. And uh, thank you again. This is Chow from Clarissa Childs. And catch you later from Marty. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.